Ay, Dios mío, y tengo de todo. <laughs> Today's episode has been one of the more technically challenging episodes to put together because for the first time ever on the show, our patient, Piedad, doesn't speak fluent English. She only speaks Spanish. Piedad's gynecologist, Dr. Pablo Rodriguez, is the chair of the Women and Infants Healthcare Alliance, president and CEO at Women's Care, former medical director of Planned Parenthood of Rhode Island, and a clinical associate professor at the Warren Alpert Medical School at Brown University. Dr. Rodriguez used to have his own weekly Spanish-language medical radio show called Nuestra Salud. Patients would call in every week with questions, not just on gynecology, but about the entire range of medical topics. Buenos días y bienvenidos a este su programa. Nuestra salud con el Dr. Pablo Rodríguez y aquí estamos listos para el ataque, como todos los días. Patients would call in every week with questions on all sorts of different topics. Salud física, mental, emocional, política, económica, salud... Sometimes, Dr. Rodríguez would have political candidates on the show, and he'd provide real-time translation. Now here's the rub. Alex doesn't speak Spanish. And while I did take a few years of Spanish in high school, I certainly don't have the proficiency of a native speaker. So we devised a solution that would allow both of us to fully participate in the interview. We'd have Dr. Rodriguez translate for us. And, as you'll hear, we'll have our producer Sierra narrate the translations over the original audio. But halfway through the interview, we realized that Piedad had many long stories to share. And if we waited for translations, we might run out of time. You don't have to translate all that, but... As a result, it was difficult for me to engage in the conversation that was happening. Prepotente, that's a... That's a... I feel better, I'm better than you. You know, you should... Pretentious. Exacto. Yes, that's the word. In, in Spanish, it's, it's so much stronger. Prepotente. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prepotente. As someone who studied Chinese as a foreign language, I could understand almost nothing of what Piedad was saying. After the interview, in transcribing and translating all of the Spanish, I found myself referring to dictionaries, and in times of desperation, Google Translate. And I couldn't help but wonder, if it was so difficult for someone with knowledge of the language and some interpretation help from Dr. Rodriguez, how helpless must it feel to not be able to understand what's going on with your body and health in an acute setting because of that language barrier? How do you convey the urgency of what's happening to you? How do you deal? with the provider who dismisses your concerns. In some sense, medicine is already an exercise in translation. From lay patient history to medical terminology, and from medical terminology back to lay speech. Add that to another language, cultural misunderstandings, and the difficulty of the endeavor becomes quite clear. I'm Viknesh Kasturi. And I'm Alex Homer. And this is Back of the Chart. 23 years ago, Piedad walked into Dr. Rodriguez's office on Mineral Springs Avenue and she encountered a young man straightening chairs in the lobby. She asked for Dr. Rodriguez, and the man replied, that'd be me. Well, as soon as I met her, I knew that she had had bad interactions with doctors. I knew that people didn't listen to her. I knew that people uh, dismissed her as ignorant. Well, she doesn't know, she doesn't know anything. Um, and Piedad is a very intelligent, smart, and, and she reads. Uh, so she may not have the same knowledge I have, but she understands when somebody is trying to explain something and when somebody is dismissing 
her. So unfortunately, <laughs> she's had quite a lot of interaction with doctors that, you know, dismiss her and don't pay attention to her. And therefore, it becomes an adversarial relationship as opposed to an encounter where, where there's mutual respect. Uh, she's very sensitive uh, uh, about mutual respect. And I remember vividly that, that first day because she was just on edge. You know, it's almost like, okay, who is this young guy? Uh, what does he know? And I could tell after, you know, number of, of visits and interactions and hearing all the stories of her interactions with doctors that her satisfaction with the healthcare system was very poor simply because of the interactions with the, with the other doctors. Dr. Rodriguez helped Piedad through what proved to be a particularly difficult menopause. La menopausia. Que me ayudaba. La menopausia. La menopausia. La menopausia. La menopausia. Los calores, los sofos. The hot flashes, difficulty breathing, sweating, depression, everything. He helped me with everything. Once, Piedad experienced severe hot flashes, and she was convinced that this would start a whole series of unfortunate events. What's fascinating is how Dr. Rodriguez addressed this without reaching for the prescription pad. She thought her blood pressure was up. She thought she was going to have a stroke. She thought she was going to faint. You know, all those kinds of things. In her mind, that's going on. Um, and that creates anxiety. And then anxiety just builds and she built herself into a froth, you know, when she's anxious. Um, so all I needed to do was just calm her down and just explain to her, no, what you're having is normal, and this is why, and this is when it's going to go away. Um, and that was it. I didn't need to give her hormones. I didn't need to give her prescription. I didn't need to do anything other than just basically understand that what you're having is a normal process, and it's going to go away. Her being demanding could be interpreted, and I'm sure it was interpreted by other doctors, as being a problem patient, as being somebody that, ah, I don't want to deal with that lady because she's always creating trouble. Uh, but it's because she wants to understand. And if you recognize, yeah, I just want to understand. That's all. It doesn't matter what the, what the topic is. She wants to understand. That's the center of what she comes every time to the, to the, to the doctor. As long as she understands, all the, all the troubles are, are over, even if you can't help her. But at least she understands. And that's, that's what, what I think uh, is, is the most important in, in, in the doctor-patient relationship, to make sure that you as a provider understand what it is that this patient wants me to heal. And sometimes it's not the body. Piedad came to rely on Dr. Rodriguez for more than just her gynecological care. Once... Piedad had a severe sinus infection, fever, congestion, and tenderness. But the next available appointment at her primary care physician's office was months away. She had a perfect history for a sinus infection, and she has a history of them. So it's not like you have somebody that has a new diagnosis or a new problem. It's somebody that has already had chronic infections, um, and that all she needed was to get antibiotics and, and no one was just recognizing that I have an acute condition going on um, so as soon as she called me and told me what was going on I'm like <laughs> sounds like you have a sinus infection coming in it's going to take me you know five minutes to just diagnose it and give you a prescription 
I had a bad experience with a female doctor 10 years ago. She did a fecal exam, and she said that I had cancer in my colon. She treated me so horribly. She left me dressed in a room. The temperature was quite low. It was the middle of winter. She left me there for hours, and I waited and waited. And I opened the door, and I asked the nurse, What's happening? Where's the doctor who's not coming? And she said dismissively, She's very busy. And the entire staff and doctor were hostile like her. You don't find that in Dr. Rodriguez's office. Everyone there is nice and cordial, because their boss is like that himself, and they see him as an example. I left her office crying. I came home driving my car, and I couldn't see through my tears. I cried and stopped the car. And my son was crying too. He asked, are you going to die? And I said, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to die. That night, I couldn't sleep, and neither could my family. Everyone was worried. I couldn't say anything to my father or my mother. May she rest in peace. Because they were going to worry themselves in Colombia while I was here in the United States. So I called Dr. Rodriguez and he said, she can't diagnose you like that already. We have to do a colonoscopy and you have to go see a proctologist. Dr. Rodriguez referred me to a Hispanic proctologist and he said there was no way that the doctor could have already diagnosed me with colon cancer. So they did the colonoscopy and they found absolutely nothing, not a polyp, not a single thing. Language, obviously, and culture is important, but um, there, there are people that speak the language uh, and still cannot communicate. And that's what she has encountered throughout her patient career uh, of going to different doctors and, and trying to get answers to her problems. Uh, just speaking Spanish is not the answer. Uh, there are doctors that speak English that can explain things perfectly to, to a patient that doesn't speak English. And that is, I think, that's the battle that we, that we have to wage every day, you know, with our patients and making sure that at the end of that visit, okay, I dealt with what was worrying this patient. She habla español, ¿verdad? La doctora. Sí, seguro, 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 sí. Sí, colombiana, sí, seguro. Yeah, so, so from the same country. Uh, so it's like perfect knowledge of the culture. Uh, I sat down with her and I basically explained to her, no, this is, this is just a screening test. This means absolutely nothing. Uh, number one, a single test is not even, you know, uh, it's not even a good screen. <laughs> you have to do more than one uh, because, any, you know, anybody can have a little bit of blood in the stool every once in a while. And this is completely inappropriate for somebody to, to, uh, to tell you that you have uh, colon cancer. Well, the problem is that in her mind, she went to a doctor, to her primary care provider, and that primary care provider told her she had cancer. That's what we go to doctors for, so they can tell us what's wrong. And when she left the office, she left knowing in her heart that she had cancer, that she had colon cancer, and that she was gonna die. Um, so, so there you see where, where a simple interaction 
can just completely escalate into a level of stress and a level of anxiety that was completely unnecessary. And up to this day, we, we haven't seen any cancer yet. <laughs> many, many years later. So my husband, who's Puerto Rican and has been in the U.S. a long time, and he was in the Army, so he speaks English very well. Well, he was furious. He wrote a letter to the medical board, and they took away her license. As part of this case, they started to investigate all of the doctors in that building. They were all criminals, thieves. They defrauded Medicare by charging for exams and services that they had not done. They discovered all of this in the investigation, and they shut down the office. Even if you have a bad interaction, um, the ability for a person to be able to apologize, to just basically show that, hey, I'm human, I can make mistakes. I made a mistake, you know, it, it's something that that's all she wanted. All she wanted was for somebody to acknowledge the fact that I was put under a lot of stress for nothing and that you feel for me, that's all. Uh, and if that had happened, she wouldn't have never written a letter and, you know, not, none of this would have happened. So, I mean, I had, I had a patient that um, had a bowel perforation during a laparoscopy. Uh, by another doctor, by one of my colleagues, one of my, my partners in the practice. And because the patient is somebody I knew already that I had seen for many years, she came to see me after the hospital admission. And by then she already had sued my partner and didn't want to see my, my partner anymore, wanted to see me uh, to, to tell me what happened. So, you know, I reviewed the chart. I mean, I before she came, I knew exactly what happened. And uh, a perforation is a complication that happens with any surgery. Once you go into the abdomen, you can always perforate. Uh, so I sat down with the patient and I tried to explain to her what happened and whatnot. And she told me, I understand complications happen. I understand that this was a risk and that this happened. What I couldn't understand is why this woman would come to my room to tell me about the complication. She woke up with a colostomy, so it's not a, it's not a simple complication, um, and wouldn't remove her purse from her shoulder. She didn't sit down. She just kept her purse on her shoulder as she was telling me, you know, what was going on. So for the patient, that was a sign of disrespect of, I'm in a hurry. She didn't even have time to put her purse down. She literally said that to me, and she showed me that she didn't care. If, the, if that doctor had just put her purse down, sat on the bed, grabbed the patient's hand, and just basically said, I'm so sorry, you had this complication, none of this would have happened. Dr. Rodriguez isn't just known as an excellent physician, but also a community leader. And Piedad had an endless supply of stories to back that up. It simply served to highlight how the role of a physician can extend beyond the clinic, recognizing that patients are ensconced in their environment. By educating the community, you can improve patient health. People are very sad, and I am extremely sad, at the idea of Dr. Rodriguez retiring. If Dr. Rodriguez retires from medicine, enorme en todos sus pacientes.
it will leave an enormous hole in all of his patients. Because we definitely will never find someone who knows us so well, who inspires confidence, who treats us so respectfully. When you talk with him, you don't feel like you're talking to a doctor. You feel like you're talking to a friend. Many times in the medical model, we concentrate on what's wrong, uh, when in reality, what's wrong is secondary to what's bothering you. Uh, so you can have vaginal infection. And if I minimize a vaginal infection and say, oh, it's only a yeast infection, I'm not finding out why is this patient so upset about a vaginal infection. And uh, many times what I find as I try to understand why the patient is so concerned is that they are concerned about catching a sexually transmitted infection. Uh, and from there, that my husband is being unfaithful. So it, it, it goes two and three levels uh, deep for something that is so simple and so mundane, you know, like a yeast infection. For us doctors, a yeast infection, oh, it's a yeast infection. Don't worry about it. Everybody gets them. You know, here's a prescription. Go home. Uh, if you don't find out what is really bothering you, um, you, you are not going to have a successful uh, relationship. You're going to cure the problem. You're going to take away the infection, but that patient is still going to leave with the sense that I just didn't get answers to my questions because you didn't look for those questions. Uh, and many times they're not going to, to tell you. They're just not going to tell you. Uh, you have to actually draw, you know, draw them uh, from the patient. El, el respeto por el paciente. The respect for the patient, detailed explanations, active listening, and the character to establish friendly connections with the patient. Dr. Rodriguez has all the virtues, and I'm not just saying that because he's sitting here. He provides explanations that even non-doctors can understand, without all the hard medical words. And he gives these detailed explanations, and the relationship is always very respectful. There are doctors that are so serious. I believe that speaking to someone, giving them a detailed explanation, and smiling at the patient who needs their spirits lifted, it shows you're a doctor who isn't too serious or arrogant. Dr. Rodriguez does those things with me, my sisters, my friends, everyone. We'd like to thank Piedad and Dr. Rodriguez for sharing their story with us. And we'd like to thank you for listening. Next week will be our season finale, and we're quite excited to share it with you. We'll be telling a story that highlights how the consequences of health decisions we make now may haunt us in the future. If you liked this episode, please make sure to subscribe. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps new listeners find the show. Back of the Chart is executive produced and hosted by Alex Homer and Vic Neshkasturi. Our producer and vocal talent this episode is Sierra Fang Horvath. Our editor is Neha Mukherjee. Our patient liaison is John Lin, and the graphics are by Maxwell Homer. The music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to faculty and staff at Brown University for making this possible.